What's up, fam? Welcome to the Flow State Outdoors podcast. And I just can't live without you. What do you mean? I just fucking took Sheila's advice. Listen to me every time. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Hustle and Grind Coffee Co., Evertread, and CastMag.co. Zoning example use. I reckon they can do it so much better with working like spatial patterns, smaller and more. Say, take the, take a massive reef system isolate a couple of points in there that they identify as key spawning hotspots. Are they, what are they trying to, because you'd know more than me, are, oh, we, are they do trying to of... do the, are they trying to protect the reef or are they trying to protect the fish that surround the reef? Because a lot of fish don't live particularly on the reef. Yeah. So they move in and out of different reef systems. So yeah, they're safe today, but tomorrow you might not be. Yeah. So is it the reef or is it the reef fish? They definitely both would. I'm no like authority on. I didn't do a lot of fishery subjects, but they definitely have like key target areas. Some would be have a habitat emphasis. Others would be identified as a key. So your pink commit. zones, for example, and yeah, stuff like yep. that, where they don't even want a boat going in. Yeah. Or so I think my understanding of pink zones was they want them as natural as possible for um, studies to then dictate decision making elsewhere. Okay. So they can go, this is like as raw and natural a system as you'll ever get. This is our little um, pocket postage stamp of that's under the magnifying glass. Okay. But yeah, like you said, I reckon heaps, there's heaps of fish that are not um, locked into that one area. So how that all plays in. I think the biggest one I reckon that's influencing the zoning decision makings like dispersal ranges so there was like studies on the keppels where they were doing trout dna and they could link it back to their parents so they were spawned at you know north of towns or even further but the young have ended up at the keppels do trout travel that much no so they're spawned as larvae so they're like oh they just in the pelagic layer yeah yeah Yeah, right I started recording like halfway through this yeah, conversation. So. You always do that, eh? <laughs> yeah, basically just hit the, hit the record button. So I don't know what anyone's talking about. Well, I would like to see a lot more of the study stuff. I did see some really cool stuff on Marlin that were tagged off Townsville and ended up as far south as like Hayman and then back up onto the reef off Bowen, like into like lagoons. Like where they the tag pinged, they would have been in the middle of a reef system, and then back off, and then back north of Townsville. That stuff was really cool. No, it's pretty wild. Oh, that's way too much for me. Hey, <laughs> that's way too much for me. Can you I, just hear so much? Yeah. I feel like I'm really sensitive to the noises now. I'm not taking it side. Ah, it's all right. It's all good. There's always like heaps of noise and shit. Triggy's cat was running my class night. <laughs> we got three cats here. Yeah. I don't know where they are. Your cats? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen one. No, they're, well, they're generally in my bed. <laughs> in your bed, just sleeping. They'd be asleep. They're one especially. 
most likely too. <laughs> um, on the Marlin, are they the ones that catch on the Gold Coast, northern New South Wales? Are they the ones from up north? I thought that that like you had the spots that were breeding areas. Mm. They breed off cans yeah. and like the ribbons, and then basically wherever they end up spawning or birthing, wherever you will. Um, then they just do their migration south, but they they grow real quick. Yeah, They're extremely fast growing. I'd love. I don't know the rates, but it'd be no, interesting. I know why sailfish are like stupid fast. What's the fastest dolphin fish? Dolphin fish, which I think Dollies. is twenty percent of their body mass every month. Cobes are pretty massive. Yeah. To- Cobia are pretty rapid. Um, yeah, right. and I thought Wahoo were crazy as well. Yeah, I think a lot of the pelagics are. They've got to get big quick. Yeah, yeah. Like, otherwise like, you're dead. Otherwise you don't eat. Ten <laughs> kilos in the first couple of years, sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, Which is why I think that whole game fish fishing thing's so good because you can go catch these great fish that have had a chance to go through multiple breeding cycles. Yeah. Is that what you think? That like I see that with tuna, um, like the, the northern bluefin and shit like that. Like you see those big massive fish. How long does it take them to get that big? Do you know? Is there any like a twenty kilo bluefin? Yeah. Like long tail. Yeah. Sorry, southern. I mean. Oh, southern sorry, bluefin. Southern. Um, um, I don't know, but I do know it's pretty quick. quick. I know it's quick. Yeah. yeah well, it's, it's a it's deemed a sustainable fishery. Oh yeah, and yeah. you got to remember, even the commercial longliners when they're targeting them, yeah. um, and I know this from talking to someone that's dealt with it. Yeah. Is they if they go to target those fish, have a fisheries guy on there. Yeah. And if you pull up one that's chomped in half by shark, that still comes off your quota. Yeah. So that, but they don't go off the bit that you weighed they go how big was that fish do you think it would have been yeah. before it was eaten so let's say you get 10 kilo a head like and the fish would have been say 110 kilos you'll, yeah. have, the, you'll have like the pro guys get the deckies going like oh that would have been 50 kilo mate only yeah. maybe 35 then <laughs> that's like as big this big yeah <laughs> like <laughs> nah mate that's a tiny tiny fish <laughs> The fisheries guy, let's make it 70, eh? Like, yeah. <laughs> Meet, Meet in the middle. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. But, like, that's one of the reasons that yellowfin fishery is so amazing as well. Mm. And it's so cool to see, like, they just came off the back end of, like, an amazing yellowfin season. Yeah. I know, personally know a guy who got three fish over 70 kilo topwater. Yeah, right. In a season. In that's, off Australia. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. That's proper. That's they're big fish, man. Central coast or down like New South Wales way. New South Wales, yeah. So like Sydney area. So north to probably Seal Rocks and as south to probably Jarvis. Yeah, right. But the guys are doing it all the time now, like big yellowfin topwater. That. Well, yeah, there's been a few getting railed off the Gold Coast and stuff too, eh? Yeah, they had the season before this year. That's where they were. There yeah, was right. more fish off the Goldie than there was off Sydney. Mm. And there seems to be guys that consistently do it. They know when to go out and target them. They know how they want to target them. Have you chased them off yet? Off Mackay. No, you've done shelf trips before. Yeah. Have yeah, you chased yeah. them off, off of like North Queensland? No, nah, never. Nothing. Never, never um, yellow been. I always just figured they're kind of one of those things. If I'm going to a mark and see them. Yeah. I would go over. Yeah. Like I caught them in Vanuatu, but yeah. Vanuatu's way different. They just go out to basically a fad, 
but they don't go to the fad like yeah where you were would in say new south wales go to the fad and like cast at the fad yeah they don't do that they go out into this area so it must be a big plate or something and they'll just look for like a current line and you set up on a drift and just start casting yeah right and like you just bombing monster casts like you would or like with the plastic for snapper yeah and then just work it back to the boat and you'll mark them you'll mark them like oh they're 80 meters and then the next drift you'll do it again and they'll be at like 60 yeah like, oh they've come up but like just through the drift you'll see yeah. the school and then you'll do it again and they'll be like at 30 and generally i found 30 and up they'll eat they'll because i reckon up. they can see it yeah righto and yeah i caught i think in a couple of hours we managed to get the three or four reasonable fish i think the biggest one would have been maybe 25 ish kilo yeah right. i think we weighed it when my best one i caught for the day we weighed it after it had been gutted and everything was 22 kilos yeah right that's um, decent top on conventional tackle yeah, yeah like proper top water yeah right which is pretty fun i i but again those yellowfin like you can bowl them pretty quick mm. if you don't let them like get you down like because if they go down they just start like pinwheeling circles, and yeah. like you're just like oh this is a drag because <laughs> they're a pretty long fish pulling them up through that yeah especially on casting gear because all the pressure's on the angler yeah it's not like a small little quick stroke rod yeah and uh yeah but if you keep them up you're not gonna yeah right. <laughs> can you keep them up though yeah definitely just go, like, well, yeah, again, like I was fishing P8, so like 80 pounds. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just going as hard as I possibly could. How good's the noise? Give me that. I'll sit on it. No, oh, no, I'll just throw it away. <laughs> Poor old Murphy. Oh, he'll find a thousand more. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the tuna fish, all the tuna, I reckon if you could. I think that'd be a great one. I'd love to meet somebody who's tackled, like done like the Southern Bluefin, yep. like Northern Bluefin over in America and all that mm. stuff. Um, so not long tail, but like yeah. the legitimate, like yep. I think Pacific they are. Yeah. Um, like doggies, like yeah. yellowfin, big eye, all your main big name tuna, tuna. would be really cool. Yep. Big eye would be sick. I've never seen one. I've heard they get the odd run off cans out at the shelf. They get every year. Every year. Do they get them chasing marlin? Yeah. Yep. I've, I've got a funny feeling like I heard... They've started popping up on stories. some Spiro's radars. Yeah, I've heard... Um, Rob Trelli owns a record. Oh, he does? It's only little. It's like 35 kilo. Well, he did own the record. Somebody's probably yeah. chipped him by now. Yeah, right. But he used to own the record and he speared off cans. Yep. Well, I know I, I can't remember the story, but I remember someone telling me that someone got one trolling for a thousand pounders. Definitely off the shelf. Definitely, I would be surprised if it ate like a fourteen kilo Spanish mackerel. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, like, it would have been, <laughs> would, <laughs> would have been <laughs> on a pusher or something for sure. Yeah, but um, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, yeah, no, they. I know. Um, oh, what's the name of the? What's those uh, reef systems immediately east of Cairns? Uh, Scots. Yeah. 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 It is Scott Reef. Yeah, the Scott Reef systems out there. Yeah. I know of guys, they did a YouTube clip. Look it up. It's amazing. They get monster big eye. Monster. Yeah, right. Like some, I think there's some 50 kilo, 60 kilo fish in there. Mm. Which are big, big eye. Yeah. Big, big eye, like 
I mean, the southern stuff and the guy they get the stuff they get over in. Well, um, I always thought they were cold water fish. No, so uh, the most consistent fishery I know of them at the moment is the Maldives. The guys right. in the Maldives. That's tropical as fuck. Blitz them and mm. jig them like they jig them, and like eighty plus kilo fish. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and um, I follow a couple of guys um, from the Maldives that were judges in that Saudi thing. Mm. And, man, their fishery is just... They get swords. They get... Tropical swords. They get swords. They get these huge, big eyes. How does that work, oceanic current? No idea, man. Well, Maldives are literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's... And then they get... um, What are they... um, Rosy jobfish, is it? The red ones? Yeah. Rubies. Yeah, Rubies. Uh, there's, there's a few different... Ruby snapper. They get them like... Big goldfish looking things? 30 plus kilos. Do you see the ones they get in Vanuatu though? Nah. Monsters, man. Really? Like, dudes go there in longboats and get them and take them up to sell them to cafes and shit. Really? A dude, a dude had one like backpacked, hands in the gills, walking it up on his back at a cafe in Vanuatu when I was there. Wow. Yeah, monsters. Pull it up, Jamie. I'm trying to get this dude up that I follow yes here it is so this guy ASF Maldives so he runs a charter there that's one of his big eye it is that's huge it is enormous that's huge um, I think I feel like a lot of them get passed off as yellowfin too oh 100% if I I saw that I'd call that a yellowfin Mm. no way I'd pick that I'm just going to, like, you know, that's them on the big eye. Yeah, that's a sesh, man. But I'm going to show you some of his um, deep jigging stuff because it's actually insane. Maldive sword. That's just too complete. Yeah, that's wild, eh? Nighttime shit. Is is that, was that nighttime? He did that at night, but they, apparently they just do... Real God, deep? I'm, I'm going to have to show you that one, too. That, that is a monster big eye. That's, that's like a hundred kilo big guy. That's huge. Man. Do they get the swords coming up shallower, or is it a similar fishery to like the more temperate fisheries? I'm not too sure, man. I, I only talked to him about um, the rubies because yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're just. A, I I reckon there's a really good fishery for him here, and he reckons there's a really good fishery for him here. But the fact is, not many people go the hard line, and not many people. Spend time yeah. jigging. Well, I know there's a lot of them and flame tail off of cans. Yeah. Shit tons. In, well, who's jigging 250 nah, meters? No, nah, no one. No one. Like, no, like 400. No, nah, you get them in 250. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because this, a, a mate of mine, um, I don't know if he's still up there anymore. I don't think he is, but he, he moved there from Darwin to Cairns. And he used to take this bass boat to the shelf with electric reels. He used to get like, is that a Mary? Is that a purple cod it's colour purple, variant? It's purple cod with That's yellow fins. the most what outrageous colour variant I've ever seen. I don't know. Have Catalan you seen that cod with yellow fins? <laughs> Kicking around? <laughs> <laughs> the photoshopped one. 100% photoshopped. That was photoshopped barrack? I've been telling everyone it was photoshopped. You see that photoshopped barrack? <laughs> there was another one, a black one with a white pat with white patches on it. I did see that. that. that That's really down cool. here somewhere. That was really cool. <laughs> Ray Seabrim on G. Oh yeah! How crazy! I've heard, I've heard they they turn up they? in um, swordfish do. bellies. That's what they eat. Yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, so these guys go and catch these subtropical, or well, what I always thought were kind of tropical deep water species. But then I'll go catch a doggy like that, jigging for him as well. 
And you're like, are you serious? I just want to move to the mountains. Why don't we move, don't move, move to the mountains? Is there GTs there? Yeah, heaps. Big Gs? Oil fish? Yeah, those How sick is this fishery? Where did I see on a show in like turning up in, off Japan? That's the only yeah. time I've heard of I've them. I've heard you, um, you can't eat much of them. No, because it's a, um, or you need like a really. What's it like full of mercury or something? No, nah, it's a laxative. Oh. oh, right, I shit yourself. Yeah, proper. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if it's a laxative, but yeah, apparently. Do they have green zones and shit over there? Super waxy flesh, something like oh, that? Oh, no, they do. They do. Because I looked at their, because I, I really, I want to go. And these, um, they always said, come to a charter. And I'm like, I'm definitely going to. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> COVID and that. Bit hard. Yeah, right. Because you've brought up that Apnea Maldives page before, haven't you? The Spiro. The Spiro, yeah, there. yeah. Yep. They Crazy stuff. He smacks a lot of fish, that dude. A lot of fish. <clears throat> I'm trying to... No, oh, I've got to stop looking. <laughs> but he's got a story out. I need to know what he's bloody caught. I follow this page. He's got like, what? He's got 6,900 followers. Cold. So the world's oblivious to this yeah. fishery like, <laughs> yep sold and like well I've only got three followers of the podcast so <laughs> it'll, it'll remain a secret how's this milk fish like <laughs> they the get everything I'm gonna follow that guy I rate that yeah no he um, he proper smacks some donkey fish there man but they do they even get into their fly fishing stuff man he does yeah yeah, what do they target there? Is there, there's there reef flats and shit? I don't know much about it. Like, I know the Maldives, but I don't know. His mate, so another one of these guys, um, they, he kind of, one of them really focuses on this deep jigging stuff, mm. um, which is this guy, ASFM, ASF Maldives, and then the other guy, God, I have to find it. Um, but they love all that Bob Marlin fishing gear. Like, it's really cool. Like, I, ha- I don't know. Oh man, yeah, I'll pull that up too. It's, it's sick in there. Bob Marlin. It's like almost a ruster fishing kind of thing. Bob it's Marlin. Sick. Oh, I get Bob Marlin yeah. charters. <laughs> Bob Marlin charters. Bob Marlin fishing gear. Get around that. Yeah, right. So, what do you reckon back on the whole um, growth rates and shit of pelagics? What about demersals? Demersals like, way lower. Yeah, way, way lower. Like, way, like way finger mark take. Yonks. Yeah, that's why I think it, if you're in a deep spot and you're catching heaps of finger mark, do them a favour, get a couple and just leave. leave. Same as nannies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. All your legionnets are slow across the board. Jacks, fingers. Yeah. It's impressive to see when, like, a demersal that you're used to catching out of the mangroves moves to the outer reefs and you catch it at, like, 10-plus kilos and you're like, What? Yeah. This is crazy, but the reality of it is there's probably a whole school of them down there. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, it's like, well, the most underrated fish, and I look, for me, I know there's a comp system, but I won't go target them, but brim. Like, brim get, they're the slowest growing fish. Like, a big brim could be 40, 30, 50. 40, 50 years old. Like, that means we could breed those filthy creatures out. <laughs> we can stop all the brim fishing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, I am. Um, oh, God. Poor Brim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, what's your, like, we were talking about green zones. We actually, all the juicy stuff come out before I hit record. But um, with green zones, why do you think 
than my green. Like, is there diff- there's obviously different reasons for different green zones. But do you think there's, like, political push behind some of that shit? No, I think that Grumper is allowed to make X amount of stuff green and they close their eyes and they point at reefs on the fucking map and just go, that sounds good. And yeah. they just make it green. Yeah, We're right. allowed to make X more percent of the reef green. Let's do that. What's your so take? they do it. Cause I, I, they definitely... Because this is a conflicting opinion, I'm pretty sure. Mm, there's probably... I'd like... To, you'd hope a fair bit more goes into it than that. Um, a lot of research money is being spent on stock evaluation and that side of things. They can't spend the money they have. Impossible. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> Half a you're billion dollars <laughs> yeah. you're not spending. And if you are spending, I'm not seeing it being spent. I think the... Like what you're saying, from a wreck fisho point of view, their stakeholder interaction so is probably an area they could pick up on and improve. I feel a lot of wreck fishos don't get the information presented to them in a format they can digest and understand. This is a great example is the Jewfish, Black Jew. So instead of them is, having any yeah. kind of conversation with any kind of wreck fisho, people were like, oh, do you hear? Can't catch Black Jew anymore. Because the pros, they contribute to the recreational fishers quota. So I'm all for it, but let's do this. My quota contributes to the recreational fisher. I'm um, sorry, the commercial fishers quota in everything. Yeah. So now, if the rec guys go out and catch a hundred ton of black dew, guess what? That comes off the commercial quota as well. It should. Two way street. Mm. How come you guys get all the hands? The same fishery, yeah. Yeah, just two different hands. We're talking people in the same marks. You look at areas down south; these Jew holes. You can have a a commercial guy on there smack three hundred plus fish. I personally heard of a guy in three days doing three hundred Jew on a mark. Yeah, one mark, and you could have wreck guys pulling up and catching their one or two fish, and they're like, "Oh, wreck guys, you're the awful." For starters, I don't even like the fish. They're selling them because of the swim bladders. That's why the things get yep. necked. Yeah. Um, and anyway, why don't I want the two fish that old mate caught next to the pro to count? <laughs> I rehash that pro thing because we I missed that before I started recording. But like, I believe like I'm I'm back at hundred percent that it's with the the pros are being protected, but it's caveman practice. Don't you think? Yeah. So every other industry. Yeah. Outside of fishing needs to get with the times and move forward in everything that we do. Yep. So like, you know, I said car manufacturers before. Yeah. You know, great example. Um, you look, okay, here. After World War II, when Japan got involved and the US were involved and Japan said, oh, okay, we're out, they had to sign a treaty that say they weren't allowed to make planes or rockets. So what they do? They built cars and motorbikes. Ducati, Honda, yep. Subaru, all these amazing cars. But I guarantee if they were allowed to build rockets or planes, they'd have some of the best fucking rockets, rockets and planes, planes go on. But they, they can't. Yeah. So they built this shit. So they just were, oh, okay, well, that's out. We'll just focus on something else. Like every other industry. Yep. Do you think like I, my disagreeance is where heavy wreck fish systems, areas, whatever you want to call it, have pro access? I, don't, I disagree with that completely. Yeah, so I don't... It has to be closed to one or the other. I reckon that double, double whammy of pressure, I reckon, doesn't work. Yeah, so I don't know... I know the rules um, 
finet guys in the territory are different finet guys in Queensland. And like, since I don't have all the info, all I wouldn't info. want to like go to the grave arguing about it. But I'm pretty sure in the territory, you're not allowed to net internally in creeks. No, you can only net headlands. Yeah. Well, in Queensland, well, the, they net the mountain, they net off. Like I've seen nets run from the mouth of one corner of a creek out and like are influenced by tide and runoff. Yeah. So fish wash out, go this way down the coast, hit the net sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Queensland, I know for a fact your net's not allowed to be exposed at low tide. It needs to remain in the water constantly. Yep. And I know that they can put nets up systems. Yeah, right. So not just the headlands. Um, yeah. And I know of a lot of guys in this region that seem to consistently be in uh, in and out of court for breaking rules. Yeah, territory. Well, I don't even know the territory. Do I don't know about the territory. I'm just saying Queensland. Yeah. And I, the only reason I can say that is because I've seen the news. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if the territory people get like, I've seen some pretty fucked up shit up there with like commercial fisheries. And I don't know if they ever get caught because it's never in the paper or I don't know if they, like, the government try and, like, hush it or what the fuck the go is, but you never, ever see or hear about much. Yeah, and again, I don't know the permit system. I know some people can have permits that allow something where other permits don't, don't. allow other things. Do you, think, do you think there's room, like, do you think we should still be, do you think we should be buying back commercial fishing licences? Yes, 100%. Well, let's take um, ABS, for example. I think in the 50s, you could go to the post office, put in an application for an ab license. No pay, way. Pay your fee and they'd give you one. Yeah, right. That's how it worked. Basically yep. easier than getting a driver's license yeah. now. You just had to pay your, <laughs> yeah. put your application fee in. They would say, oh, how much do you reckon you can get? And you write on a piece of paper and go, here you go. And Pop then uh, as time persists, they were like, oh, hang on a second. This is like a serious fishery. Yeah. And either bought them back or some people bought other people's yep. you know like oh my brother's got one I'll buy his and blah yep. blah blah Mad these huge ones and there's people that make a living leasing yep. quota off licenses they yep. don't even dive they just lease quota and you can take yep. 80% of the quota and I get 20% of sale of quota that's what um they do that they do that a lot in TI and ship with craze yeah basically so and now the market like I heard the market in South Australia crying poor for the rock lobster. Yeah. But the reality of it is, yeah, they're not importing it to China at 88 bucks a kilo or whatever they're used to getting, but they can still sell it locally in Australia for their end is at 40 bucks a kilo. Yeah. So like, I mean, really it's, not, yeah. yeah, I know you've taken a hit, but like, I'm, you still make good money. Yeah. Well, what's your take? What about split it up then? You've got barramundi, which are easily farmable. Yeah, so what? I don't think there should really be a commercial fishery for, for barra, a wild like barra. Wild money. barra. No. Yeah. yeah. And I'm waiting like, on that one. Then what it... So but, but, and this isn't just because some people might be like, oh, well, freshwater barra money doesn't taste as good. Well, they have cages up in the yeah. territory There's all over ones. the place. There's fucking salt, salt ones barra money. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And the you reason... You taste the fucking difference. Exactly. I you won't, like. you won't know out there. A lot of the freshwater barra farms as well actually have like a purge phase of the grow out. So they'll farm the majority of the grow out in freshwater... They get a couple of month period in a small salt holding facility, clean them out, off to market. Yeah. So I think 
the fact that that is so easy to achieve and that there is so many um, shops. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they do prawns now as well, don't they, in some retrospect? I like, think so. There's of prawn, like farmed farm prawns. Farm prawns, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, all yeah. through up and down. From There's, there's a handful in... So Cairns has a facility. Um, there's a couple down. Look up Red Dragon Prawn Farm. Okay. It's oh, that's WA. WA. Yeah. Like the, the edge of the territory. Well, one of the WA best farming soil. things I heard of in South Oz was clean seas. So clean yeah. seas is just trying to farm everything. Everything. So yeah. kingfish, dewfish, bluefin tuna, tuna. everything. Yeah. And the snapper. And they're doing really, really well. But again, maybe instead of us giving Grandpa half a billion dollars, we should have given clean seas a bit of a grant to promote the research they're doing because they're paying these people off their own back. And like, honestly, if you give them a chunk of money, they could have done 10 years work in like a year with the right staff, with yeah. the right people. So do you think green, green zones, like I know we swung back, but like, do you think they're effective on, on conservation as a whole? Yeah, definitely. Because you look at fisheries like Coffs Harbour and stuff like that, which have green zones and have amazing fisheries. Mm. I'm not saying that green zones don't work. I get frustrated when, whether it's Great Barrier Reef Marine Parks or fisheries or whoever is involved with these decision makings, don't put in, like, so we're saying one case here that they do put the research in. I'm saying in a lot of areas they haven't put the research in. And they just go, we're going to make this green, this green, this green, because we can, regardless of anything. And here's my logic behind it is Marion Reef making that green where it doesn't have a commercial fishery around it, it's 200, km, 200 nautical miles offshore and has maybe, let's say on a good year, 50 people went there. Maybe. I don't reckon it'd get 50. No. But they don't impact that system in the year. So the research they've done, I disagree with. Yeah, I, I'm with you definitely in part. Um, one thing that the, so I grew up in Victoria um, and so obviously had a little bit to do with the fisheries authority there. One thing they've done really well in the last probably couple of years is like a wreck fish survey. So um, like an online survey, are you happy with this? Are you happy with the way we're going about this? What are your opinions on X, Y, Z? That's all getting filtered back and influencing decision-making down the track. Since I've moved to Queensland, I haven't had really any of that. Um, I haven't felt like that's been considered at all. Yeah. So definitely end user stakeholder interaction is somewhere that fisheries up north could really improve on. Well, the one thing I'll comment on fisheries Queensland is I have been pulled up by fisheries shoreside a couple of times when I've come in and... The only thing they've ever asked me is like, did have you caught any demersals? Hey Wade. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh no, I was fishing top water or GT fishing today. Yeah. Oh, she's locked it. Um, I was catching GTs or Spanish or whatever, and they're literally gone. Oh no, we're not interested in that. We right. just want to know okay. about the demersals. Yeah. So, again. For these fish that, if you were to think of it more from a tourism aspect than a go out and pillage aspect, GT fishing and all that I personally know brings a lot of people to Queensland to fish. Without a doubt, yeah. Why don't we look at that fishery a bit more? Because I've always been surprised, how come, and I said this to Wade the last time we spoke, 
there's no commercial fishery value on them. So people like commercial fishers don't target them. Um, they breed really well. They've got good numbers. Why isn't there a 50 kilo GT on every headland? Mm. Where do they go? They that, get that big, they're, but they're not it. Mm. That worth of, if you consider a one, a single fish, that monetary value it holds, um, whether it be GTs or other species, killed, slabbed up in a fish shop is worth pittance compared exactly. to the money that fish could draw to the region throughout its whole life. This is what I'm saying. And you look at, you look at cans. You think if cans didn't get 1,000 pound black marlin, it would have the tourism. No, it, it would have no be. game fishing st- no the stigma way, that it has. No man. But the fact is an American guy went out there in the 60s and caught a 1,000 pound black marlin. And since then, we've had U.S. presidents fish for black marlin. Fair enough. Yeah, when would a president ever go, like a U.S. president go to Cairns, mate? Yeah. Never. So, like, the, the Cairns, the history around that, like, we should all know it more, like, especially in Queensland. Cairns is amazing. And, like, how that guy came to Cairns and... Which president was it out of interest? I can't remember. Okay. I, I truly can't. But I watched a small documentary on it and it was so cool. And these really good boats, and we're talking big money. We're talking four or five grand boats a day, you know, stuff like that. They have people book in advance for, you know, 10 days a year in advance, mm. regardless of weather. Oh, we don't care about the weather. We're going. We're going. So, and the weather's usually shit. <laughs> and that's a big earn for these people. And again... Oh, we'll put a bit of research into them because this is such a standout. But like, there's a whole other fishery that's coming up, like, and especially people that are interested in going and catching these fish. The the technology these days, being able to take a picture of it, let it go, stuff like that. It's awesome. And why should I like? Here's the other thing. I would love to go tag more of these fish, but I have to pay to do it. I still can't get over that. That's ridiculous. But these people that get half a billion dollars and talk about, yeah. oh, we're all for doing the research, clearly not. Pay pay us to then go out and tag fish for us to then run our data on, basically. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I still can't believe that in this day and age, tagging equipment, tagging technology isn't just freely available to any wreck fish because at the end of the day, they're the one doing... They're helping out. They're... That's that's feet on the ground data. I should be able to. Anyone who would be interested in doing it should be able to write to Fisheries Queensland and go. I'd love a tagging kit. This is what I do, and like, yeah, no dramas, mate. Here you go. I release reds. Like, if I, you know, go out and catch a couple of reds that normally in Queensland is a neckable offence yeah. to let them go but like <laughs> I love doing it and, and putting it on Instagram stories I'd, is the best I'd thing ever I'd love to tag them. first trap yeah, yeah. I'd Basically. love to tag like imagine going oh, oh yeah I'll tag at the odd red and like if I get a trout on the reef or whatever mate that'd be such a good fish to tag like releasable trout stuff like that nannies mm. whoever um, but yeah to now, oh yeah I'll pay for the tagging kit so I can do your job for you fuck mm. off did I miss anything juicy? Oh, we're talking about Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I specifically didn't bring up yeah. the name. I started to do a piss and a beer run. It's basically, yeah, well, you're basically hosting it now. Like, I don't have much to say. <laughs> I think fisheries, Queensland, you see, again, back on the GT thing, where it does promote business and areas, money, everything, for people going to places to go want to catch these fish or in a game fishing sense. I wanted to write to Queensland fisheries and go, can you let me... I'll only fish for these fish. Yeah. 
I want to tag them, but can you give me like a couple of sat tags? Can you basically sponsor for the information? Mm. Make it readily available for yeah. anyone. I'll put where we caught the fish or yeah. how big it was, everything. Just so we can get a ballpark on these things. Because, and the, there'd be prerequisites for the fish. It has to be over, say, 35 yeah. kilos. So for starters, it's not an easy. You can't just go out there and bang a 35 kilo fish like that. But I got all the stuff to weigh it, everything. Yep. Lengths, weights, the whole bit. Yeah. And let it go. That one that got caught off Brisbane the other day, which is one of has to be the biggest solo Fucking topwater monster. GT ever caught. And for him to do it by himself is nothing uh, shy of a I miracle. I scroll. I'll be honest. I watched it, and when he finally realised it was a GT, and when it came up, and I and I seen it like him leaning over the boat with it by the tail, I was like, okay, I'm going to scroll to the end and watch how he or what scroll to the bit where he put it in the boat. That was the bit I was most interested in. I was like, how the mm. fuck is this dude going to get this in the boat? And he got it in yeah. there. Adrenaline? <laughs> <laughs> Holy man. And he's lucky. Since he was in a poly, they don't draw that much. So, like, nah. he wasn't that high out. Like, if you were in a big 25-foot contender by yourself, yeah. I don't think he'd get that thing in there. What did you, like, I know it's hard off, like, photos and videos and shit. What do you reckon? It's north of 60. Yeah. I said it in the comments. Yeah. I said it on YouTube. So on its Instagram page, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying, "Oh, 50 kilo fish." It's n- she north of 50. Yeah, <laughs> well north. Of 50. Um, we're talking about, by the way, it's on Buster's YouTube. And who? What was the guy's name? It's a Pelagic him. Hunter. Pelagic, that's him. Pelagic at Pelagic Hunter. Check it out. Yeah, it's um, it's that's one of the and he puts in the yards, man, out there. Look, Damon Olson weighed in, and if he weighs in when it comes to GT, you probably want to listen. Um, he reckons it's not the biggest one caught in Australia, but probably, you know, top five, top six, which if he says that, I'll probably take it. Yeah. It's pretty gospel. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're caught the biggest one. Yeah. So, yep. But I, I then wrote, I reckon you probably find it's the biggest one caught solo. Yeah. And if it, if it isn't, I'd love to see the one that is. Yeah. Um, it's a shame that you couldn't weigh it. It'd be really, because it's... It's bigger than 60 kilos. It, 100%. Yeah. Um, it looked like an Oman fish. It looked like a fish had come from Oman. That confuses me. Where are all the small GTs in Oman? I don't know. Not in Oman. <laughs> yeah, but somewhere, <laughs> somewhere else. Where does, how does that work, man? It doesn't make sense. They must travel a long way. Do you what, think? What's the nearest landmass to Oman? Or the nearest... Um, oh, I don't even know, man. It's in the middle of nowhere, like Sudan. No, like, no not sorry, Sudan. Yemen, Bloody, is Yemen. next to Oman, mm. and then then you have uh, Sokrocha, which is an island off, which yeah. is still Yemen. But then yeah. after that is Somalia. Mm. So yeah, there's <laughs> fucking nothing. That whole coastline is just like not much. Hey, like it's all. Like, I don't know. Well, you can't go to Yemen for starters. Is there there a shit ton of islands off there? I'm not super geographical. I don't think it's it's anything like the Whitsundays, but I think there's (sighs) a few, but um, definitely not big, big numbers of islands. I don't know. That spins me out. Like, it'd be interesting to see. Like, the satellite tag thing would be epic. Well, they sat tags up, but I spoke to Ed from No Boundaries Oman, who is, when it comes to GTs, is it he's caught more he's seen more gts over 50 kilo than probably any other operator in the Mm. world and i would say that pretty freely um and he was nice enough to talk to me about sat tag and he goes mate don't do it it's too expensive sat tags like 
I think I think they're about two thousand bucks. That does sound around ballpark, I reckon. And then I think they're only on it for sixty days. So yeah, right. Well, like, if that fish is breeding on an island, guess what you're going to hear? Find out for sixty days. Same the same fucking island. One, yeah. In the grand scheme yeah. of a, a yearly cycle, yeah. sixty days is not Just enough. We've got an idea of that. Capsulate yeah. what takes place. It'd be interesting to see. Like, do you know? You know, like how. I don't know, it's a little bit contradictory because there's small GTs like in central Queensland, like south of here, but there's a lot of like consistent quality 25, 30 plus kilo GTs there. When you go further north and there's not, do you think that like, like, I don't know, do you think they travel the coast to some degree? Or do you think that they've got like, I was born on this island or whatever and then I went to the reef I got big, too big for the reef, and then I come back and I started being on islands or I went... Did we talk about shoals? Or is that a secret? We, we spoke about Yeah, we spoke about Yeah, we, okay. Yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't remember if it was hush-hush or not. No, no. Yeah, and then, like, when I get big, do I push out to a shoal? Like, do you think that there's a method to the... Yeah, well, if you were to say where's, like, the better big GT spot mm. um, up and down the coast, it'd probably be, like... Brizzy, yeah, <laughs> they seem to consistently get pretty donkeys, yeah, big fish there. Like, there's not too many fish off Brizzy under 25 kilos. Mm. Um, there's not the numbers, but like, yeah. they're all quality fish. Then, yeah, you got Fraser as well, as the main one. Like, well, I think we we touched base on trying to figure this shit out last time we caught yeah, it, yeah. But, um, then you come up here and it kind of gets modeled, like, you know, you do get a lot of 12 kilo fish, but then you go smack one in the 30s and you're like. You were off the same mark. Like, <laughs> why? Why are you hanging out? How does out? this work? Like, this doesn't make yeah. any sense. That's like like Port Douglas, like you see those operators and that go out and just bang rats all day, and then all of a sudden they'll just bang 40. Like one will just turn up out of nowhere. Well, out here, which is the strangest thing, is you have reef systems mm. have different caliber fish. Yeah. So we well, have reef systems immediately out here that are hold bigger GTs mm-hmm. than reef systems yeah. north. Well, there's and, one. And you can 100% prove it. Like yeah. I've got the pictures to prove it. Yep. I've got fish out here which... The run-of-the-mill fish for some of these reefs is 25k. Yep. Well, I can... Yeah, it's been proven, like... And I only found this out recently, that there's a couple of reefs off between Townsville and the Cinder that are the same. Yeah. And, and it must know. be just the structure of the reef and oh, how it funnels it, current To be fair, it's a bait and current thing. I yeah. think that's immediately the bigger fish love bait and deep yeah. and current. Mm. Yep. And not to mention, like... You probably find places that hold more sharks tend to hold yeah. those bigger fish. They they go hand in hand. It's yeah. like doggies and sharks. Yep. They love one another. Was I talking to you about those real big no, was am I, I think I think I was talking to you on the phone. Those real, real big fish aren't can aren't like proper, proper interested in top water laws like they'd rather because hundred percent I was talking to you Yeah, I was. It was definitely you. I was talking about that trip Tyson and I went on and I was popping that ledge. And there was this, I don't know, it was hard to call, but fucking monstrous GT smashing long toms around her feet and would not even go near a stick bait, near a popper. Like, I feel like that wouldn't, wasn't the only GT doing that. There would have been more there. Well, the, the second biggest GT I've seen in the last five years ate a long tom connected to a lure. Yeah. So it wasn't interested in the lure without long tom on it. Yep. But then like a three-foot long tom eats a lure... And the GT is like, oh, I'm interested now. 
And that was like... Might have to do it like they start doing... Um, they, they, they do Vanuatu and Dogtooth on the downrigger. Oh, mate, if you live bait <laughs> some of these pressure edges... It'd be disgusting. Here, it'd just... You, it, It'd be really funny. Yeah, trolling like. Oh, you know what you should do? You should just do a day where you do it and just see if your caliber changes. I've got a downrigger, like a small. I don't even think you need downrigger. I honestly think well, you wouldn't. Need, if I you suppose. could be in a position where you could spot lock with the run we get up here mm. and just feed the thing back, just feed yep. it back, just like. How big a live you would be talking? Big, like, like long a tom big, like that big, like, like, like a, two like, and a half foot long, long tom, for yep. example. Definitely Mac, long Mac tom Tuna too. or something. Nah, definitely long tom. I reckon long tom. Long tom was like GT candy. Yeah. Snack. Well, yeah, out of straight down. Out of the spots down south, we've caught GTs with those blue swimmer crabs in them. They've eaten crabs. Well, they wouldn't give a fuck what they ate. Nah. They'd eat what was available. I caught. I've speared big cobia that had flounder in them. That's awesome. How That's does that what work? I love. I love when they're mouse on top of their out. fucking head. How do they eat a, eat a flounder? Cobia. <laughs> Yeah. Mouth on top. Oh, almost. Yeah. Sort of. Well, anyway. Yeah. I love hearing stomach fish stomach content that just blows you away. Like, in what world was that fish and that fish in the same spot at the same time for it to be eaten? Well, I've seen some cool spearing footage of, like, wrecks and the cobes sleeping, like, on the sand. Yeah, like I've seen, yeah, I've seen a few clips. So like I'm thinking it's just been a bit like a flathead, and the <laughs> the dumbass <laughs> flounders cruise past the front of it, and it's just like <laughs> just opportunistic. Yeah, right. But it was a big flounder. Like the cobia was 27 kilos. It was a big fish, but like people forget how big they like, actually get. Hey, because you know how you get those. Like you usually get those 10 keggers, eight keggers. Yeah, and then those. And then every now and then you get those people that bang those twenty odds. Yeah, well, the biggest one I've seen spearing was speared and weighed and was thirty-two kilos, which that's, is a good one. There was a big one in WA not too long ago. I think it was a record. Would have been close to that. And yeah, head on the thing. Pull it up, Jamie. Ridiculous. Um, oh, no, I'm on it. I'm oh, on you it. on it? You keep talking. Um, yeah, well, we had a spot um, that they were just super consistent back home. We consistently Cobes. see big cobias there, and it was a spot right near shore, but it just had a heap of shark presence. So I'm pretty sure... This will be, I'd say, Shark Bay in Australia, 1985. 135 pounds, not ounces. 135 pound. That's 60 what, kilo cobia. Yeah. Was that line record or spirit? Oh, hang on. No, here's another one from Men's Journal. <laughs> As you do. 145.9 pound cobia, 30 pounds heavier than the world record. What's that, 65 kilos? It looks like yeah, a fucking right whopping giant catfish. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, right. Caddies. <laughs> I'm curious as to whether those fish have an age they die at. So, so you th- no, you think about it. What do you it. mean? So, you know how people have an expiry limit. When you get to about 80, you're starting to get older. When you get to 90... You're fucked. Yeah. You've done well. You're old. Good and when you're over 90, you're in borrowed time. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that, say, crocodiles don't have that limit. If they can eat, they live. Simple. Now, is it the same with fish? Do fish, as long as they can eat, do they live? That's 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 fucking. Right I'm gonna shit. say based off, so the sort of the two th- 
two sort of categories you can class animals like live fast, die young, quick reproduction rate, rapid growth, but tend to die pretty quickly. So you look, for example, rabbits, mice, that sort of stuff, reach like maturity really quickly, quick growth rate, don't live very long. Cobia, based off their reproductive rate and their growth rate, I would say have to fall into that category. Land versus sea. I'm just... I Could be a totally different I, ball game. When I think about it, I'm just trying to think, you know, when's the last time somebody can tell me a goldfish died of old age? Mm. I killed a lot of goldfish as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah true. But well, you I, look at like... But sure, hey, I'm just saying there's aquariums everywhere. Surely aquariums could be like, oh, no, they die when they get this old, Mm. but like... But groper, like, I swear to God, like, there's been a giant groper at the Cooktown Jetty since I was four years old. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it the same groper? I don't know if it's the same groper or another groper. Dag it. You'd do it if you didn't have to pay for it. Oh, no, I've not even been Suntag. Fisheries Queensland. Yeah. Give people a tagging kit. This is stupid. I'd be Come interested on. if, say, you know, when there's always a big, um, big fuss kicked up when a record fish is shot or caught. Yeah. What if it became common practice that that fish, okay, if it's processed or whatever, fisheries have to get something from that. Otoliths, DNA for That'd be spatial neat. tracing. Imagine that. Like, I'm all for it. And man, well, and what's the consequence if you don't? Like a fine? No, as in like fisheries are actively pushing for, hey, if this is a fish over, this is caught, we really want it. They're not yeah. that hard to pull out. Like odorless aren't that hard to get out of a fish. No, I no, just think it, it would just be more every university like, up now the coast will do it. It would be more along the lines of like, hey, I caught this fish. Do you want to get involved? And fisheries make the effort to get involved. I mean, they go and check probe mackerel fish. Do you think it's resources? Or couldn't give a fuck. Depends what the fish. Yeah. It depends the fish, I reckon. No, I reckon they don't give a shit about GTs, Spanish mackerel, all that. But why? as soon as it why would they? They have reasonably good there's no commercial value on GTs. Yeah, yeah. Spanish mackerel fisheries in top nick, so they don't care. They want to know about demersals. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And again, like you missed out, but I said this before. I was like, um, I've come into the boat ramp and they're like, have you caught any demersals? And I'm like, no, I was just fishing for GTs. And they're like, oh, we don't care. Yeah, right. Yeah, shit. I think it, it does come down to allocation of resources and funding. That's the, that's what drives everything else. If well, that, who's giving the funding to just demersals? As in, sorry, going back to your point before about, say, Gurumpa getting this massive oh, budget. Yeah. It's reevaluating that budget that gets handed to them and going okay is this being put to good use where else can we funnel this and see if it say if you if you took uh, money from buying back commercial licenses you reevaluated the money being spent on zoning and go all right we're now going to put some research into the catch and release sports fishery let's find out a bit more about that yeah as a well i got a funny one so I'd like people to look this up more because I don't have all the info. But the main politician that incorporated the green zones into the Seal Rocks area, the main green zone. Holy fuck. 
There's <laughs> just some that's random a, kid on a motorbike in the back of Jack's house. That's like the universe going, don't say it. <laughs> <That's really poppy. laughs> don't say it. That was random as shit. But yeah, the main the main guy, he got done for embezzlement. It was proven. Mm. And receiving kickbacks. And he's the guy that incorporated these green zones and seal rocks. Made big seal, little seal. Because he used to be able to fish them. Now he can't. Because you can watch Rex hunt as a kid, fishing those places. How? Sorry, I lost track with the motorbike kid. But um, dumb for embezzlement. Like, how was he embezzling money? Apparently, he received kickbacks to promote these green zones. He yeah, was right personally right. receiving kickbacks from a body. I'm not sure who they were. I don't have all. Yeah, the right. But to promote and push this green agenda mm. and I don't mean left or right I'm just saying green zone agenda, agenda yep. into these areas and then it came out after the fact but they stayed green mm. if you went to jail for something and it turned out that the person put you in there <laughs> was taking money in the wrong way like basically framing to put yeah. you in there you'd be released yeah <laughs> But not green zones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. So, as much as I can jump on this potty and whinge about green zones, mm. I know we're not going to change it. Nah. And I'm not here, I'm not saying this to change it. What's happened's happened and that's where we're at. But what I want to say is I don't want them to keep doing this every five years, go and say, oh, well, we made half a Marion green, so let's make the whole thing green. Green, yep. And where does it stop? To, yeah, to where we get to a point where we're like, all our outer reef systems, which would probably on their day be some of the best fishing on the planet, yeah. whether it's from 100 kilo doggies, they're out there, guys will spear them. Mm. It's not a thing. They, they exist. Um, you know, meet along trout top water. Like, yeah. the, you know, they're all over these reef systems, like 17 kilo blue spot, spot trout, trout, like everything. Guys can go out there great game fishery i mean you're not going to eat them yeah but they're going to start locking this stuff up progressively more and more mm. and we're just going to sit back and yeah but do you it. think that there's like more in, like into that like more people are starting to fish like fishing's cool now do you know what i mean yeah i just do you think they're like trying to trying to like cover like oh shit we've got this many more people registered with i don't know boat lost Boat licenses, for an example. Fishing licenses if you're not in Queensland. Do you know what I mean? What, but, okay. But, yeah, my argument to that is if they were to say, oh, a lot more people are fishing. Yeah, but a lot more people are releasing their fish. Yeah, that's you know? true. And the people that do want to bust out the blue tarp and, you know, neck 100 fish in a session, mm. they're going to exist regardless if more yeah. people start fishing or not. You yeah. know what I mean? So... The guys that are getting into it or want to go out and there's kids that walk down the creek here who come out every arvo and are like, oh yeah, we killed it, caught a couple of bar and a jack, don't have one fish on it, let mm. all these fish go. Yep. So that's that's going to be the regular. Yeah. I feel like there's no there's no like cohesion with data for that. Yeah. Like no one's doing those. Like you know how like fisheries pull out the boat ring. What's in the esky? What'd you catch? Rah, rah, rah. That's the same kid. Yeah. Coming from the He's same way. Just doing laps, bro. Got um, 200 pounds. <laughs> String it across from a tree. That'll do it. That'll <laughs> fuck him up. Yeah, right. He keeps, he's doing lappies. Um, 
like fisheries pull you up with the boat around, what'd you catch, right, right, where'd you go, all this sort of shit. Is that there's obviously there's no one's taking that data. They're going, oh, like, what did you release today? Do fisheries do that? Well, that's I've never been pulled up by fisheries. Comes back to what I was saying before, Jack, with um, Vic Fisheries sending out that link to like a big survey. Yeah. And every year, I'm always like, awesome. I want to see what questions they're asking. And it is a big part of it is what do you target? Where? Keeping what? Releasing what? You know, how many days a year would you spend fishing? Right, this many. Um, how much money that would you be sense. spending on it? Like, I reckon it's a great initiative. So, you know they do that in New South Wales with R licences for hunting. Okay. So, they'll go, I let's say I have an R licence and a firearms licence or a bow, whatever, and I want to go hunt a state forest. I can watch that again. I need to register to hunt inside the state forest. Yep. If that door's locked, go in the front door, man. Oh, no, just try that. Does it Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, front door should be unlocked. Um, so you need to register, let's say, you know, Epping State Forest, not Epping, um, what's the name of one? Um, let's say Vulcan State Forest. I want to, a, it's a state forest, I have the appropriate license, I get online, I register to there, they go, yep, you can hunt in that forest from these dates, so we know you're in there. And then at the end of it, you get back online and they go, what did you shoot? And it has a list of all the feral animals you could encounter. Oh, okay. From, so it's a... From deer and which species of deer, because yep. there's multiple different species of deer, through to feral cat, foxes, pigs, wild dogs, you name it, rabbits, hares, everything. And you can say, oh, I shot... Um, oh, yeah. Um, I shot a red deer, I shot a fox, and I shot a hare. And they take all that information in. They're like, oh, interesting. And they provide at the end of each year how many of these animals were taken from each state forest. So you can look up as a hunter and go, oh, wow, there was 600 red deer shot in Vulcan State Forest last year. And then there was also, say, 200... Um, oh, what's the other bloody deer? Oh, I've had a mind blank. Rusa, Chittle? Um, nah, fellow. Fellow. So they're like, oh, and, you know, three or four hundred fellow were taken out of it as well. Oh, cool. I'm going to plan my trip for there because it has reasonably good numbers of yeah. invasive species, which are great to eat. So that's why everybody wants to go there. And um, that's not a hard thing to do. No. Do you know what I mean? I'd be more than happy if, say, if a similar um, program was applied to fishing, spend five minutes at the end of a fishing trip put it in an app form so it's easy to use. And again, you don't just even need to in. do it day of. And the people that are interested in promoting the fishery and moving forward for a better and more sustainable style of, um, you know, basically a fishery, we'd do it. Yeah. Yeah, sure, the old guys, the, there's a lot of old school guys are going to go out there and they're not going to put the info in. And to be fair, that's their right. They don't have to do it. But if it's a voluntary thing... That's free info. It's free information for fisheries, and it's like it's like the tagging thing. If we could go and tag these fish off the, yeah, I want a tag, and I want this. Yep, great. Here you go. Same deal. Free shit. Mm. And they would. There would be a level of. Um, this kid's gonna cop in a second. I'm taking it. That's locked as well. Oh no, it's not. No, no. Cheers, bro. And there would be, like, it would be good to see, like, a level of, um, uh, what's the phrase? 
a coordination between the two groups. So if um, research groups are like, we want, these are the things we want to try and work on, a level of like liaison between the two to meet in the middle. Sometimes, and you're right, but with fisheries, what can frustrate me is I feel like sometimes they're not looking for information, they're just looking to find people doing the wrong thing. And you're not going to learn looking for that all the time. Like, I get that you want to get people that are doing the wrong thing. I understand. I want you to catch people that are doing the wrong thing. Um, But it needs to be more, hey, guys, can we have an open discussion? Because we want to know what's better for this area. Or how come we're seeing more of this than here? And and the, people's that, the people that know that area best are going to be your local users. Exactly. Not, and a, that's why, not a government office. And that's why your local users with a simple web-based platform, whether it's in an app form that you can do on your phone or whatever, and can talk about, oh, we caught this and this and this on this day... No dramas, mate. <laughs> he's bombed both your podcasts, no? Yeah, he's it's good. Needs to take a slash. He's very polite slasher. He's wild. My daughter's not that polite. Can you hear her in that? Yeah, I can hear her carrying on. Oh, no, because he's before and she cause, stopped. Yeah, because he's out here, so she's blowing up because he's outside. Oh, righto. <laughs> A legend. Yep. He's doing <laughs> big dives in the pool now, like underwater dives. And I'm like, oh, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> the bug's going to get him. Guess who's going to get some spearing gear, spearing gear back? He's got a motorbike in there. Oh, no. He's that kid. <laughs> <laughs> Four-year-old whipping up and down the side. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, with the fisheries thing, again, I'm having a fucking proper rant. And I don't want to come off as a whinger because... As much as I am, it's <laughs> it's coming from a it's coming from the right place because it doesn't just affect me. It affects for everybody in. I feel like wreckfish shows, like wreckfish shows, like ourselves that go fishing. I, I'm not privy to the last five minutes of conversation. By the way, I was gone, but um, don't get much of a say. Like, yeah, there's all these wreck fishing pushes and all that sort of stuff for, like, you know, what was that thing down in New South Wales? Yeah, there was a super trawler thing. That thing. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, like, we we, ha- we get a few things over the line, but I feel like wreck fish shows like, like yourself, like me, like Randy, like whoever, that just go out and, like, we'll go out and we'll catch fish, like a handful of fish, and that'll do us for a while, you know yeah. what I mean? And then, but we chase, like, GTs, we let them go. We chase Barra, we let them go. We don't get that much of a say. Oh, mate. It's, it's like, like super consumer-based. The second somebody says something to the pro fishing industry, like the commercial yeah. guys, they chuck the sads like you wouldn't believe. Mm. Like, hey, guys, how about we just put class B AIS in your boats just so we know where you are? This is fucking discrimination. How can you know where <laughs> we are? We've been out there for years without you knowing where we are. Like, yeah. And it's like, well, if you're not doing the wrong thing, does it really Do matter? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, this is... Now I need to go spend $1,600 on this and I need to make sure that it gets that and it needs to be programmed every 12... That's the game you're in, brother. Yeah. They've <laughs> yeah. changed the rules. That's like, 
Yeah. We're all in it. Mm. Sorry. Progress won't happen if we just sit like continually. But I feel like like fishery is too hard basket. Fishery as a whole, it needs collaborative approach. Whereas you've got the the caveman commercial fishing scene. Not all of it, but most of it. And then you've got the like the young wreck we paint footsies. Yeah. <laughs> <The dog. laughs> Thought it was a dog, you'd kick it. <laughs> um, Off. Then you've got all like I feel like a lot of the younger generation, like even younger than us, are doing a way more like a way better job than everybody. Catch and release. Oh yeah. Promotion, promoting conservation and stuff. Except for the people that were littering and Triggy found their rubbish. Trig found rubbish? Didn't you see his story the other day? Nah. He went on this mad Instagram story rant. Uh, about litterers. He found a heap of litter somewhere. He yeah, blew up. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that it's not across the board, like even playing field. Like we're pushing like breakfast shows are pushing to be better, to keep up with the times, stuff like that. We're forced to be. And then you've got commercial fish shows not even picking up the slack yeah you'd think the guys that yeah I really want to touch on this that's all because I feel like I'm of the same opinion of you as you but I don't have a lot of the scientific knowledge to back it up but I just come from a logical logical perspective from what I know and seen so I personally know of one um, he only just got out of being a commercial fish show six months ago and mm. he was a pro mackerel fisherman and he reckons it was pretty easy going. He used to go out, he used to get his mackerel. I think he'd get 10 bucks a kilo or something mm-hmm. like that. But for undressed, literally just put him in the boat, take him to the co-op, weigh him, take Done. the cash for him. That yep. was it. And again, pretty sustainable stuff. He did it out of a 25-foot Grady White mm-hmm. with a single 300 Yamaha. He did it for the days of the year he could get out. And if he got on a good patch, he'd slay him. Yep. And that's... Not a bad way to do it, really. He's fishing yeah. with lures, for starters. Yeah. And he can only get out when the weather's great. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I look at that style of commercial fishing, I'm like, oh, maybe it's not all bad. Like, he's catching and selling fish same day. You know, it's not... not. A, I, don't, I don't see that as the problem. I see going up and anchoring on a reef system with, like, six dories and banging, like, a 100 tonne of trout probably not good for the system yeah yeah um but again trout have a pretty reasonable growth rate but but you can't you can't they can't grow if you killed all the yeah no nah. and it's just not sustainable there's trout boats up and down the coast we have a huge trout thing here in Mackay. yeah um and especially around chinese new year come yep. february there is not a boat tied to the dock mate they do you follow chris boat. bolton no he's a commercial fisher out of Innisfail? I've got a funny feeling it's Innisfail. He's one of the guys that sight glass, drop baits on fish. He's got a UAV, like an underwater UAV. Um, and he is all line caught, all Ikejimi. Like, he sells to like um, Peter, Nolan, uh, Peter Nolan, like that um, fish, fish butchery. butchery. Yeah. And like high-end restaurants and stuff like that. And all of his is line caught. He must charge a fortune, but I feel like that's really good practice. Yeah. Quality over like quality. Red, yeah. And he's using, he's catching like Hussa, for example. Like he'll go and catch X amount of Hussa and use them. Whereas like commercial, like a lot of, like in a general sense, will catch their, those and just throw them in the water and they're dead. Yeah. So you that's, I mean? the, yeah. So your dead loss in um, all that fishery is just insane. Because yeah. there's no value around it. So they're like, yeah, 
Yeah. Did I? Bye. <laughs> yeah, don't have to deal with you next time. Yeah. Where do you yeah. sit at with that stuff for a wreck fishy wreck, wreck fish show? Because territory, no no size limits. No, yeah. there is, but not on everything. Yeah, but so, they have a bag limit. Yeah. So like, so, if you want to keep a thirty centimeter fish, that comes off your bag limit. Now, there's two ways about this because I am of the opinion that fish should get a breeding cycle, but. If you bring it up from 100 meters, it's fucked it's anyway. Dead, <laughs> it changes. It's the same as a release in reds thing. So I do it just to stir people up on social media, to be honest. Because when I'm catching nays, you get a red on a couple of spots that I've got, and I'll just let it go, and film it, put it on social media to stir <laughs> stir the pot. And people go, oh, the fucking sharks are, will probably get it, but probably it's better than necking it and putting ask, you know, like it's more of a chance. So they did this um, about. I'm going to say 11 years ago, I used to drive the ferries in a place called Pitwater, just north of Sydney. And a whale calf got separated from its mum. And um, anyway, on this particular day, I was driving a local water taxi. And um, I had the people from National Parks get on and um, Department of Primary Industries. They were going over there to see this whale calf that had been separated from its mother that was living like next to a yacht, like on a wharf. Like mm. you just pull up and here's this whale calf just sitting hanging there, there. Next to something else. And um, they're assessing to whether or not they were just going to kill it, just put it down because mm. why not? And I said, why don't you just take the yacht and just go way out? There's heaps of whales going up and down the coast. Just go way out or follow the yacht mm. or even like do the best you can to like take it out, out. of pit water and yeah. give it a run. And the, the guy from the DPI looked at me and go, and his exa- the initial thing he said was, what? And let the sharks kill it. And my response to him immediately was, well, it's better than you just <laughs> killing it. <laughs> it's circle like, life's going yeah. around. So, and he then just was like, oh, well, mate, yeah, whatever. Like, that was literally yeah. the feedback I got from somebody who was obviously pretty high up because they're talking about killing a whale. Like, yeah. they don't, just, be hard work, they don't anyway. just let cats go around killing whales. Yeah. And sure enough, they went and they thought that it would take, oh, it's going to be quite um, tired after not having nutrition and it's going to take, a, it's not going to take too much to kill it. They jabbed this thing like 10 times to kill this poor thing. Yeah. And it eventually died and they took the body away and did their research and all that. But like, that's bullshit. That's man. ordinary. In my, I, now I'm being an adult, I probably have a pretty big opinion against that yeah i'd be like nah yeah. you're not doing that shit <laughs> like yeah, i honestly think i'd be like how, how many years ago would this have been 11 so that's not ancient that's not old school that's kind of times basically old. i was an adult i was like yeah. 19 years old mm. so that's pretty fucked up yeah, yeah right no, if this... that happened now mm. massive stink That'd be huge. Oh, like yeah, I'll I'll bring it up, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Whale yeah. killed pit water. So, your opinion on no size limit with bag limits, or that was it for demersals, say hypothetically, right? So let's just say we put no size limit, but a bag limit on demersal species. The South Queensland because it's local. Yeah. Versus size limits and bag limits. For against which? Sorry, can you please repeat that? So, like, no size limits. Yeah. But, say, a 10 bag limit. 
just yeah. hypothetically. If you're going to change the side limit, you need to reduce the bag limit, is my take on it. Increase the size limit. If you're going to reduce the, if you're going to have yeah. no size limit, you need to reduce the bag limit. So no yep. one's ever going to to account that. for breeding cycles. Yeah, because yep. like I don't want you going out and smacking five trout off the beach. Yeah, right. In the rocks. I'm glad we took we, we're talking about this in depth because like there's a lot of conversations that I have like have with people. I'm about telling you this, though, man. and I'll, I've told fisheries as well. Yeah. If I go out and catch a black Jew that it's closed season in 27 meters and it dies, it's coming home. Yep. Find me. Mm. Done. Yep. That's my take on it. Yeah, because, well, otherwise it's just... I don't target the things. I don't. I actually mm. don't target Jew. Yeah. But the reality of it is, every now and then they'll sneak... How gnarly is my house? Like, do you hear this? Oh, yeah, I can, yeah I can hear the baby. Just going tropo. It's Forrest Karen around his sister, and it's just like doing my head in. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can hear. Are they playing? She's She yells just at the drop of a hat. That's her inside voice. But like, yeah, he coaxes. Yeah, here we go. What, what's going on? Not much. Nothing, Dad. Close the door. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, sorry. With the Jew, they'll just move into marks, and especially in that October kind of period when yep. it seems like everything starts breeding. And, like, you'll have a mark that will be, say, 25 mile offshore yep. in 45 metres of water that you maybe get the old offshore finger mark on. Yeah. And Jew will just get on it one day. They're like, oh, we're here now. Hey. And you don't know. You look at the sound and you're like, oh, that's good. Bait and fish, yep. You pull up a Jew, it's dead. Are you supposed to like leave? What's the You are supposed to just take it off the hook and drop it in the water. And then leave the spot or what? Or do they reckon? Well, they can't. No, you can't leave the spot. Yeah. No, it doesn't. There's nothing to do with spots. You could technically pull up there and kill a hundred of the things. As long as you don't have one in the boat, you're golden, mate. That's the level of stupidity. It's ridiculous. And if I go out with my son, for example, and he drops on a nanny spot and bangs Big Jew, fuck you, it's coming home. Yeah, he'd be pissed if he's seen you. Oh, no, mate. How's that for promoting everything? Oh, yeah, mate, I know it's dead. Like, he's five. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's dead, but we're going to chuck it in the water dead. Yeah. And we're going to let the sharks eat it out of the back. And not to kill it. And then he's like, "Oh, what about the sustainable fishery stuff, Dad? Oh, yeah, not that one. <laughs> that like, one doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Righto. Thanks, fisheries Queensland. <laughs> Is there much? So, I haven't targeted black deer before. Know a little bit about them and how barotrauma affects them. Is there much that can be done in terms of release weighting, venting? Not at that depth. So okay. they have done surveys on. Was it Southern Jew? Yeah, I don't know if it was Black I'm pretty Jew. Sure, I'm pretty sure it was Malibu. But they basically did it, and they, they did it with Fingermark too. Yeah. They Finger did it mark, from like... Nannies. 10, 15, 20, yep. 30, and like it basically gets to a point where if they come out out of 30... Dead. Yeah. Nannies are dead like out of eight. Like if... if really? So, yeah, like... Well, you don't get nannies that... I don't know. Maybe you do, but I don't know. I've never caught them that deep. Like I've, nannies are fucked. As soon yeah. as you, their stomach's out their mouth, they're fucking rooted. You can make a good show of it. You can like pop it, chuck it back in their mouth, and they'll mm. look like they'll swing off. Yeah. But the research says that. Yeah. I mean, okay. Meanwhile, one of their eyeballs is like popped yeah, out of their sockets. 
and they're all like half munted in the face. Okay. And they're all like real, their meat's all fucked up and yeah, I don't know. Well, their scales are blown. <laughs> up, yeah. um, well, like trout are better for releasing, even mm. in depth. You can you can still release some trout. Yeah. But yeah, no, nannies are dead, finger mark are dead, dew are dead. Mm. A heap of those fish, they just don't survive it. In, yeah, in their, in like fisheries defence, I feel like that's a hard line to draw. Like hard, and very hard, hard thing, hard thing, no, hard thing to find a balance. Well, yes and no. How would you do it? Okay, the commercial industry has a hundred ton quota of black dew. Mm-hmm. We catch a hundred ton. Great, you're not allowed to catch any more. Recreational fishermen, you're still allowed your one fish. Problem solved. How, like one fish per one boat on the half a dozen weather windows we get a year. Well done. Yep. Or one per person. You have four people. Not many people fish more than four people in a boat. Mm. I'd never fish four people in a boat personally. <laughs> You're flat out fishing two people in a boat. Exactly. <laughs> so like what? I can catch one Jew occasionally when I don't target them. Yeah. And right. as you were saying before, with the younger generation of fish, I was more conscious of... Mm not just going out and filling an esky, it's going to phase in that you will get more fish hoes going out that go, oh, we just caught a dew off there. That's unlucky. We've kept it. We'll move spots. Yeah, or even just fake it. Like, oh, we caught a dew, so we moved. But, like, knowing full well that they're just chasing the other things in there. Yeah. And, like, you know, because inevitably, with or without that, it, okay, rewind. If they were allowed to take one Jew, right, and they pull up on a wreck, which has Jew, finger mark, let's say snapper the right time of year, the rest of it. They're there to chase the finger mark and the snapper. Let's say they catch a Jew and they go, okay, we caught a Jew, chuck in the boat, we're allowed one. At least they've kept one. Yeah. And let's say then they start filtering through some fish. So they, then they catch a finger mark, then they catch a red, then they catch another Jew and they're like, oh, try, let it go. Then they catch, you know, another finger mark or whatever. Yeah. But it's better than pulling up and going, hey, we're not allowed to catch it. We're not allowed to keep any of them. Just go hell for leather. Yeah. You know? But at least it's in the back of your mind. You're like, oh, we're not allowed anymore. Let's try do the right thing. Because you can mark Jew and especially when people mm. move further on and like get a little bit better and with the technology is only going to get better it's going to get to a point where you're borderline going to be able to see and know exactly what kind of fish it is yep but guys can look at a sounder all up and down the east coast especially at this time of year and go there's marlin Mm. they know it's marlin they can fish for that they can catch that fish on the sounder yeah and it inevitably will move into okay, even yes. the demersal side of fishery where you pull up on a school of nannies and you're like oh there's a red under there yeah and that's how it's gonna get yeah, i feel like it definitely and when when i'm sure when my kids are like you know older and i'm like i never had this when i was a kid i never knew that i never knew there was <laughs> a red guy. under the nannies <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're like oh dad yeah <laughs> now nah, now we fish these jigs that we can like or a boomerang yeah. that we throw out and whips under the nannies yeah. and like <laughs> <laughs> only the red only jigs lands yeah. in front of the red yeah. like, that's funny so <laughs> jigs live streaming back to your phone oh not you yeah <laughs> oh man you couldn't stop it with nannies when nannies are hungry they'll, they they'll just stop it they'll just stop it on the way down eat yep. it yeah job done and when they're not hungry they're just like 
plastered all over the screen. Oh, yeah. Not interested. Being dogs. And keeping that, going back to the Jew debate again, keeping that one Jew fish, or, you know, one per person or whatever it is. I'm pissing like a trooper. You are. It's hard oh, to... Man. It's hard to quantify it, but at the end of the day, if you're only taking what you need for a feed uh, or... Uh, the dog that you shoot. Nah, I threw it there. I tried to you. Oh, yeah. Worked. That one Jew is also coming off your general total of fish for the day. So that one Jew you've kept might be one less red that you keep. Exactly. There's, look... So if, you, if you're going out with a... The Jew argument, and I don't want to crap on too much about the, the old Jewy, but... I feel like it's had a bit of a rough run and um, unfortunately for the Jew, if it didn't have a swim bladder, the thing wouldn't get fished no. for. There'd be no crazy market for them at all. And um, it's a shame. Like, it's such a shame, but inevitably that's what we're dealt with. And yeah, I look, if the pros want to go slam 100 tonne of them, that's fine. But I just don't think the wreck guys should contribute to it. There's not not that many of them get caught in central Queensland. But in the big sphere of it, nobody really targets them. We get trout, we get reds, we get nannies, we get all these amazing redfish. Why would you go target the Jew? Mm. Spanish are better than Jew. What do you think of... This was... Uh, I didn't bring this up earlier, but what do you think of... Yeah, go for it. Oh, in a minute, after we're done. Oh, when are you going to the beach? Um, uh, uh, I'm just getting the toys ready. When I finish the toys, we're going there. Okay. I'll be in the toys. No invite, Dad. Dad's been brushed. Hey, you know you're not allowed to get in the water. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's he just swim around. Fish kid. Yeah, loves swim. it. Swim. Swim, 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 swim. He's going to be diving Have soon. To swim. Spearing soon. He's already been in the pool this Did he, morning. Wakes up. Even younger, was he holding his breath in the bath? Yeah, so he will jump in there now. When he gets back, I'll show you. Yeah. It's a trip. Boris, <laughs> can you touch a deep end of the pool? Can you get the deep end of the pool? Yeah. No. Nah, later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go down there and hold for a minute, Dad. Yeah. Um, I had a. He's oh, only he's not he's only four and a half. True. Yeah. Lord. He's super we well developed. Outdiving though. me by ten. Probably already doing it now. He's Dust. definitely outdiving me now. <laughs> yeah. We. I'm pissed actually. We didn't start this earlier when all that good Spiro talk was happening. Because well, all that shit's I don't, new to I, me. To, to be fair, I don't feel like I should be able to talk about Spiro stuff. I oh really God! Don't. If you can't, I better. I'm nah, because up. <laughs> I haven't speared for so long, and um, I'm just full on reminiscing of when I used to do it. And it, do you miss it? Oh, look, of course. But like the stuff I miss was some of the wild, like the cool, isolated northwest old stuff, out of coral sea stuff, yeah. like the cray stuff, like the so like the craze in October in Sydney, September, October. There was no like. You know, hunter gathering. It was just gathering. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I literally had my spots where I could jump in with like the three and a half mil top on, like, and bottoms, and like do a dive, get my two, which you had a quota of two, come out, and my hair wouldn't be wet. I'd be like, oh, because 
got the hood on it was yeah. literally they're only that far under like a meter under the water you go down pull them both in the same hole jump up put them jump boat, out of the water oh, I'd short off I just short off I used to just walk out there just jump in in da- out what no done. fins just oh, oh I yeah, had yeah, fins. fins on yep yeah. you can have a quick turn here oh does he want oh yeah oh, he wants, does he want a real one what do you want to say um I don't know I can say anything I like. You can. You can. Oh, I better turn that. Hello. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, don't make that noise. Hey, can you show me? Your... Do you want your own mic? Yep. There you go. Hello. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> hey, what's your favourite movie? Um, uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, I know. That's old school. Yeah, wow. Yes. I love the work, but the bit of the ghost and the wolf fall down, then also where the lions come alive. When's that? Is that a new no, Ghostbusters movie? Nah, the first one. Oh, like oh, the 86. OG one. Oh, yeah. yeah, Jesus. 86. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> This is like a back rubber. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. I, I love Ghostbusters. You know I love Ghostbusters, yeah. don't you? Yeah. But not the, the not the most recent one. That one was rubbish. What's that noise? Hose. That's, oh, old oh, mate's hose next door. Oh, or it's a, a, a dude. Um. Yeah, because it makes the pool, the, the, when when it rains, it makes it, um, it, 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 it not much water be in, and, and, and then the water goes out. Yeah. Yeah. He's got your passion treat for you, mate. You're, you're done with it? Yeah. <laughs> he's out. Oh, thanks. <laughs> he's come and said his piece, he's gone. Yeah. That was classic. <laughs> Legend. Adelaide, can hey we hey Maddie, we've paused it. Can Adelaide come say hi? Hey. Swimming or spearfishing? Yeah, I followed him. Asked him a couple of questions about the doggies. Yeah. Because um. No, I just don't want to be a dirty bastard. Fixing that up. Not gonna get a rag. Not gonna fuck my shit. No, I don't care about my stuff that much. Whoop. Smash him, mate. It's fine. Well, you've had enough, cunt. <laughs> I'm running a mark. We've had a few. Two beers and you fucking parrot. One, two. How many have we had? We've had a few. They're not even a standard drink, mm. mate. Fucking gross. They're not either. I bought them strategically so I could drive, and I've already had well over the legal limit. It looks like Jamie's driving. <laughs> These these things will get you. Balters, 1.5s. They're delicious too. XPAs? Yeah. Yep. I love them. Sorry, swimming north? Yeah, I end up following him and I asked him a couple of questions about doggies because I know he's a spearer. So I knew yeah, he got stuck into a few this spring. Yeah. Or last spring. I hit him up. Just said, oh, do you reckon they've got a season? He basically was like, definitely see more in particular times. Yep. Which I already thought. But they do seem to be something that I guess can just kind of turn up whenever. Yeah. But there's yep. definitely it's kind of like Spanish. Spanish are here all year round, but you get more numbers in winter. Yeah. You know. Do you want I, me to clean that up, or just it'll oh, be right for just about. push it off if you want. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, <laughs> Flick it on Rennie. <laughs> oh, not on Rennie's biscuits. Not on Rennie's biscuits. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I think they'll just, you know, Spanish have a season. I, um, I was thinking more of, like, I reckon you should do something around when your listeners' best time of year to, like, come to Queensland is because a lot of people would think, oh, I'll get up there in summer. Like, yeah, everyone comes over Christmas break, man, and the, it's the worst time of year to come. Here. Fucked up. So the worst time of year is summer. Um, mm. I know guys that have done the mission up to early now that are like, "Oh, we're hoping to get some good weather," and I'm like, "Keep hoping." Yeah. Um, or, I don't know. I, it's just so unpredictable, man. Are you winter's not. Turn your mic off if you're eating. Oh, it's still chatting. Yeah. Well, I think so. I'll leave it. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're um, Yeah, like winter is the time yeah I reckon me personally mid-September through to like December basically is it yeah well that's when everything's happening with the shit you chase I like dry season it's hard to get like but it's predictable so like if you if you check the forecast on a Monday and it says Saturday Sunday is going to be good 90% of the time it's going to be good pretty true Yeah. yeah so my best again this is not all the time but the best day I've had on GTs on islands was June yep and I, I started the morning in a jumper like yeah that, cold it was cold yep well we got I was no that was August I think when Guthrie and I went off Yapoon and we we hit a joint on the way to fish flats fly fish flats we got four bangers and four casts like good fish um, and that was it was fucking cold we're in jumpers and shit. Yeah. So yeah, I don't be put off by getting out there in a jumper. Yeah. Are you? And also, if you're coming, if you're heading up from down south, winter is the best time to bail on that. No. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. yeah. Winter here is like crispy, like 25 degree days, amazing. I always Morning found and... if it was dumping snow in like Threadbow and Victoria and all that, the weather up here was glamour. Yep. Yeah. Wonder what that's got to. It's got to do with the. Like the barometric pressure, you reckon? No idea. Don't know. I feel like there's a few there's a few stories I've heard with that, like where the patterns down well, down south or offshore, like in completely different climates, influencing like our climate here. Yeah. I don't know. I'm no bloody. I love it because you can cast all day and it's not just dirty, muggy, hot. And like I did a trip out to the outer reef once in summer. And to like sleep yeah. out there, and the weather yeah. when we left, the forecast wasn't that bad. Yeah, it just turned dog shit when we were out there. Yeah, and then at night there were these storms came through, mm. and you could hear the water hitting the ocean, like the rainwater hitting the ocean, yep. and it sounded like a waterfall, like shh, like yeah. right near us. That never hit us, thank God. No, but that's it was so that cool. close. Yeah, that you could hear it. Yeah, like prop. Those storms are gnarly too, and they turn up like you always want to try and get off the water up just after lunch if you hear a Seriously. off here in the summertime. How good are those? Holy, what's going on here? Oh, the back of old mate just yeah. walked past. Um, hot is it in like December, January, or January more so? On when it's those those glass out days. And you, you're fishing top water, cooked. That's why, you see, you got to weigh up with the like the center console versus the cabin mm. as well, because not a lot of so- center consoles have a bimini or any kind of warning. Yeah. And um, 
I know I've done trips with guys at day two. They're like, can we just jump in your boat to get in the shade for a minute? Yep. Because we're dying. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. It's that bad too. What, um, do you rate your boat for a GT specific boat? Jack's got a, what, 26? 620 Sea Devil. 620 Sea Devil. So, so it's a front cab. Yeah, but they traditionally have an Esky in them. I took all that out, put a bigger fuel tank in it. Um, it's got a lot of room to cast. Like, you can cast two pretty well. Yep. If you've got somebody who's keen, like, I'm happy to cast from up the front. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you wouldn't exactly want to fight a monster fish on the bow. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy to catch 90% of fish from the bow. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, it's it's great because you can cross so many levels with it. Like I can go trolling it, and I know people are like you can troll out of a center console. Yeah, you can. It's no dramas with mm. it. Um, you don't have the run around fishing style of stuff, but I don't need it. I fish generally by myself anyway. Yep. The most bo- recent boat I was looking at fishing was a twenty five contender because I just like yep. how they're built and the um the run of them but again since i do the bulk of it by myself it's too much boat to fish by myself like, yeah. i just don't have to even that four foot longer like yeah oh, and the, my it just, boat, it's I'm the so, width i think like, i'm people... so lucky my boat has the best fuel economy on the planet man like well no it doesn't but for yeah that size boat to what i do 1.6 kilometers to the liter for me yeah. is fat. that's good like for a big boat like that yeah it's huge so I know guys with 150 yammies that are doing you know 1.7 mm. yeah well I only get 1.8 to 2.2 in mine and I've got a 6.1 but it's a bay boat with a 150 yeah so no nah, this thing chugs along really well but unfortunately I think I'm going to sell this engine which Why? kind of sucks oh because of the E-Tech saga yeah yeah right well it's only got like 150 hours on it I need to go get a new trim relay put on it in on it in, on the 29th yeah and I'm just going to ask them how much they'll give me for it same time put on what what are you going to put on it <sighs> I don't know yet have you done the research yeah I've done a fair bit but the engine I want they don't well okay so there's two engines I'm tossing up between one's the Suzuki but the one I want they don't bring into the country yeah they only bring it in in a 200 but if they bring it in in a 250 I'll probably get it yeah, righto. So that's going to be what I'm going to ask them. Yep. Go from there. So, anyway, time will tell. So, hanging on to the boat, though. Oh, yeah. I love the boat. Yep. I was thinking of selling it, but I'm not. I'm thinking of buying a big boat, like a proper big boat. Yep. Um, Long range thing. I think I spoke to you about it. Yeah, you did, yeah. yeah. So, I spoke to a few people and kind of just weighed up on it, seeing what the put the feels out, get everybody's take on it, because I'd love to do these big trips to these outer reef systems that aren't yep. green and um, <laughs> before they lock them up indefinitely yeah. <laughs> um, and just and chase these fish that are literally like the big sphere of it they're on our doorstep yeah and um, we don't go hit them like why don't we yeah and I just spend time on that Queensland globe going through reef systems just yep. drooling there's for a, nothing there's like, a cat out of the bag like even that for finding shallow water dive spots man mm. probably shouldn't be telling the world that all my three listeners but like no the three people that tune into this all up. I used <laughs> in the territory 
because like it gives you a really in-depth view on Queensland. Territory globe? No, uh, no, it's Queensland globe, yeah. but used in the territory. So it's not as fine a detail as Queensland. It's like you know when you when it starts when you open the program. Yeah. And it's like Queensland's like this high like, def. It looks real yeah. high def. The territory is still more high def than Google Earth. Wow. And that you can pick. There's a place there called Shoal Bay. Yeah. And it's it's like what would it be like? I can't even think of anything like. What's that big fucking mouth here? It's like a inlet, massive inlet. It's got like couple of creeks are coming out in quite like oh pioneer yeah yeah, yeah. but like the, what's the other such with B anyway doesn't matter like a big harbour basically a big inlet with like multiple systems or creeks or rivers or whatever punching into one big mouth and it's all really shallow and the tracks change constantly yeah. and for some reason Google uh, Queensland Globe picks it at <laughs> that little kid just run his motorbike up here and then running out of fuel or something I think he ran out so yeah. he's turned around pushing it home <laughs> poor bastard yeah so it always picks it like to take the images at low tide there for some reason huh. so you can you can roughly pick your track when you go there because there's oh, many times I can count on two like I don't know five ten times I've been caught there at high tide uh, low tide sorry six hour wait well it's interesting I just went launched out of a um, system south of me a couple of hours which by all accounts I would have sworn I couldn't have got out there mm. anything outside of two hours before high. Yeah. Anyway, I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, I could definitely get out there. And sure enough, we pushed out of there like an hour after low. Yeah. And it was low, low. And um, we touched the bottom in one spot. And when we got over that, it was done. all good. Yep. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, right. I still can't believe it. Well, the territory, well, it's a lot like central Queensland, I feel. It's like high tide. Well, territory's all like... Hot, uh, mid-tide up yeah. launches for most places. Most places. I don't know. You find... I don't know. I can't remember what I was going to say then. I had a story to back that up, but I don't know. Lost train of thought. Too many beers. Beers will get you. Too man. many .9s. <laughs> they are .9s. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Drink your water. Well, I was like, <laughs> basically, it's basically kind of what I was like. Oh, I'll buy middies just cause I'll probably have a couple and then drive next minute. Dust it a fear. You'll be driving, Jamie. Yeah. He will be. <laughs> um, anyway, oh dear. No. Anyway, it's good having you. Up. Yeah. Good pulling in, coming right. through. Hopefully, um, I think we've left a few doors open though. We have. I feel like there's going to be a lot of comments re. Fisheries, green zones, bag limits, all that sort of stuff, and I really wanted to talk about it because it's, it's a, a lot. It's like a lot of it gets spoken about in pub talk, but none of it gets really voiced. Yeah, the uh, I, as well. Like, probably fair to say, one of the reasons I chime in so hard on this is since I work in the commercial industry on the water. Yeah. So like, I do cross paths in every aspect of the marine industry. So I do know when How regulations change. For? We're, <laughs> How long have you been there? <laughs> been net and barra and dugong for the last 10 years. <laughs> um, oh, dear. So, no, that, that's one of the other things. Like, I just, I'm passionate about it because I love my fishing. Mm. I know when thing, bits and pieces change. Yep. I know when people complain about it changing. And I, fair, I feel everyone else gets to have a whinge about it. So, why not jump on here and fucking put my two cents in? So. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I was actually talking to your missus inside when I was getting beers before. Um, 
she's like she tunes out of a lot of podcasts where the host just talks the whole time yeah. and they get the guests on they don't really say much I feel like that's the, that defeats the purpose of the whole fucking thing well yeah why have them there might as well just have podcasts by yourself just play your own a monologue <laughs> 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 yeah. monologue yeah so nah, that's, nah that's good that's one of the reasons I care so much about it and I want people to be able to I just if if they think they're at a reasonable spot now just leave it like it's all mm. it's good you got a lot of green out there mm. just leave the outer reefs because we want to get there it's just I need not only me but like everybody needs to go experience it because I have been lucky enough to go out there quite a few times yep and every time I go out there I'm like what the fuck this is like <laughs> All the shit I've ever seen in my life, yeah. like next level stuff. So, but not for GT fishing. The best GT fishing's Australia wise. <laughs> the outer reefs are shit for GTs. Yeah, rats. But uh, no, big doggies out there, but and uh, top water. Do you reckon? Definitely, man. Yeah, consistent. Vanuatu level top water doggies who fishes out there consistently mm. Mm. there is no consistency there is no consistent mm. the most consistent people that have done it is Nomad and they've caught shit tons of do- top, top water, water doggies Damon filmed one of him Him, he hooked one personally with the guys from BKK there yeah right it's like the sickest top water eat I've ever seen like tail in the air dog tooth like holy shit look at this dog tooth behind the lure slow motion high definition camera chank at the boat yeah, right. Mental. Yeah. Doggies are awesome to watch top water eats because they're like, they shoot up from a depth and they're just like, their tail's in the air kicking and they just don't know which way's up. It's just like a, someone let a stick of dynamite go. You seen the guy who the one on the 14K, Stella? Negative. <laughs> I'll show you. When we get off this, I'll show yeah. you. And you'll just go, what? And it just goes, I'm going to empty your reel now. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do that, hey, like, they sit there and they're like, it's a monster dog. It's a proper yeah. beast, though. And the, it's, so there's a monster doggy, a monster GT, and they're up on a doggy that's been caught. Yeah. Anyway, a guy throws a lure out, and he's like, oh, it'd be weird if that doggy ate it, and it just goes, <laughs> chomp. See you later. Prepare to yeah. lose line. And they just sort of sit there, and they like, and shake around. And exactly what you do when you spear them. Yep. They just go, hmm, shake. Go, oh, I don't like that. And then they go, hmm, am I upset? shake again and go oh no okay I'm connected to something they're like oh you have a 75 pound rifle float fun that's cute (laughs) (laughs) I remember my first float (laughs) yeah tombstone that motherfucker do you have two (laughs) (laughs) hope you got a slip tip on Uh, then it just goes goodbye the first flight I remember that like on the spearing stuff I know we're wrapping up but that's a friend right. of mine, Louie, the first one he speared was a good one. It would have been over 50. And um, he speared on conventional shafts, so just flop up. Mm-hmm. And the thing just ripped over the front edge of the reef and just went, bye, it went down. And I remember just like, he's got big float, he's sweet. And it just went, whoop, down. Like, it was literally not connected to anything. Just went, Fuh, like a like a sub was taking it underwater. And it's like, bye, float. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. yo. Fuck. Imagine imagine quitting and then been like moving to like a bomby or whatever just near it somewhere like over I don't know, fifty, hundred metres away and going for a jig or whatever, like after you quit. Next minute just boop up pops your float <laughs> and you got like a dead dog tooth on the end of it. That's the best kingy I ever speared, technically it wasn't even mine. I speared it and it broke my, my mono. Yeah, right. I broke right. the crimp off my mono 
And I was all Devo, brand new shaft, like gutted. And I speared on a 1.4 meter Rabitech spear gun. Down south? Down south. Big school of kingies come in. I didn't have a float. I just no had really? like eight. I just had, no. So I was hoping to spear some snapper. So mm. I just had eight meters of like rope on like a tiny little float on the back that no pressure. So it yeah. just float behind me just so I could snoop along and like. Like yeah. guys do that for Dewey's in the wash. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, but enough for me to hold because I wasn't diving that deep. So it would have been like with the spear, the rigging off the spear, the gun to that would probably be like 16 meters. You know, yep. you could hold it and be yep. deep enough. Anyway, these kingies come in and like dove down. Anyway, they come in while I'm on the bottom because I was looking for snapper. And I turn, I'm like, oh, wow, they're really big kingies. They were probably the biggest kingies I'd seen at the stage. Mm. I was pointing at one and I'm like, you can't spear it. Chunk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Sorry. No. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> like my finger just went, oh, sorry. Were we, were we supposed to not shoot this thing? And I'm like, and I literally got to the surface and it was pulling me under and I'm trying to like pull it off the spear. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I kept going under, like can't breathe, pulling back up. And I had a guy there with me that was actually a surfer. He didn't spear. He just came out for a cruise. He yeah. had a gun and spear the old Moe and he was a happy cat. Yeah. And I'm like, get off, get off. <laughs> like, then it just went dunk and I'm like, oh, thank God. And I look and the it's all gone but I've got my gun but my shaft's gone I'm like oh no I lost a lot like oh spewing and anyway I'm all bashed and battered and not happy and anyway I go oh mate I'll just sit on the rocks I can't dive anymore I'm done he's like yeah that's cool man and um, my mate but anyway I'm swimming back and I hear this through the snorkel, snorkel. <laughs> turn around he's got the fish out of the, the um, air on the shaft and he'd cruised along the ledge and the thing was lying on the sand dying and he no. just went down and picked just it up and grabbed it by hand anyway when I we got back when I'd speared I'd speared it through the heart oh it's heart was cactus it was in two pieces killed it and it was dead <laughs> so like it had a fair bit of fight but then like it had no longevity yeah like just that's literally fun. swam away 10 metres and just carked it so, yeah, that's wicked old mate found it and he's like <laughs> is this saying? yours I'm like yes it's mine still had, <laughs> had the shaft still in it yeah, yeah shaft and all give awesome. me my shaft back that's funny that's so fun. he passed me the fish and the shaft fell out of it and um, I was swimming away and I'm like where's the shaft and he's like oh where's the shaft I'm like hold the fish I need that shaft <laughs> it was 80 bucks I'm like back then like when I was doing minuscule work I'm like 80 bucks is a lot of money yeah like, that's a brand new shaft man <laughs> <laughs> I walked home I had people stopping on the road because I didn't drive then I was only like 16 yeah 17 no it would have been 16 I didn't have a car and then yeah I was carrying it home cars were stopping on the road like That's going awesome. and my mate I was surfing at the time and I get out of the water with it and he goes all the fish in the ocean you go spear the biggest one <laughs> it was actually how crazy. big would it be oh look to be fair Oh, like probably 18 kilos like, it wasn't a monster like Beast. it was a monster for me when I was 16 but like yeah. now I'm like it's crack of fish anyone who spears an 18 kilo king I reckon it's a good king never caught one speared one nothing never seen one in the flesh guy got one off Mackay pro that same pro I mentioned that mackerel guy he got one 17 kilo out here the fuck Mackay's like the, that's interesting the top it's, of, it's like the Bermuda Triangle a, of fish think, nah they yeah. get them off your poon Weird. They jig them off your poon. No, I have heard that. 
So yeah, but I've Apparently never the ones heard up this far get a real like, crummy eating. Yeah, no, nah, shit. Like parasites. Yeah, no, nah, shocking. Um, but yeah, this one that got off um, Skull Rock it was, and mm. a pro mackerel fisherman was out there with ribbon fish, and Kingy ate a ribbon fish on a mackerel line. That's fucked up. Well, you get like, you get snapper here, kingies. Like it's, it must be that like that northern. You don't get kingies here. So kingies, you couldn't go out and go. Oh, I'm going to catch a kingie. Yeah. Like, but it's just that can. weird fucking thing. Yeah. Unrolled up, ate something with hooks in it. <laughs> yeah. So. It makes you wonder though, like if that's the only one that ate hooks. Like how many have been kicking around? I personally know of a great white in the Solomons. True. We're having this chat. Remember after yes, last night's podcast with Triggy? We drank a lot of rum that night. Yeah, yeah. There's um, Shark Smart New South Wales or something on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you've yeah, shared yeah. it. I did, yeah. They oh, tagged yeah. A, a white off Sorry, now North gotcha. Coast, New South Wales. Yeah. Tracked it, went to New Zealand, did a lap of North Island, South Island. Jamie's on it. Did it again. Came back to Australia, doubled back, a couple like zigzags, back to Australia, straight up the barrier. Yeah. Like outer reef, then back on the inside, like close to shore, like within trailer boat range. Wow. From like cans back down and then out offshore up to PNG and did like a couple laps of PNG over the space like three years. So yep. they're, they're out there. It was 20 footer? No. Uh, it was big, remember, wasn't it? Just go sh- Shark Smart, New South Wales. Um, yeah, yeah, well. That spun me out. They tag them in Mexico and they turn up in like Hawaii and shit. I was on um, Instagram. You'd expect fish of that size to do that, though, or what? Well, this guy said he was on the back of a yacht, and the guys were surfing this break. And the guys came back, and he goes, get out of the water. There's a great white shark in here. And they're like, we're in Fuck the up, Solomon's idiot. Yeah. dickhead. Mm. Don't you mean tiger shark? And they're like, it's like, nah, there's a fucking great white here. And this is like 15 years ago now, and he had one of the first, like, underwater cameras and yeah. he put that bastard on the water and he has pictures of it in the Solomons but they get crocodiles in the Solomons yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that weird shit goes around up there the Solomons is like that it's a frontier man mm, that Jurassic place Park is level. crazy I look at it on um, like the chart stuff on it and I'm just like could you imagine the fishing here there's a an archipelago there I know exactly what you're. It's got a real about. funky name. Like, can't remember. It it. I should remember. It. I can. I've got. I've got marks on it. I've <laughs> <laughs> been sussing. <laughs> well, on I may as well show you while you're here. Yeah, but, right. um, which is apparently just so untapped. Which like is just going to become more and more rare as time goes on, and more of those places get explored. There it is. Nendo is the main island. And this is the Duff Islands. Probably need to edit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> Bleep. Tumaco Duff Islands. So this archipelago here. So I'll show you where that is in relation to the Solomons. So that's like the Solomons there. Yeah. And that's yeah, right. There. We're talking east. Well, basically, yeah, yeah east. 3,000? No, we, oh, mate. You fucking look that at this was shit. That's wild anyway. <laughs> this will spin you. You know those, man. we were talking those flame this snapper and rubies earlier? Yeah. So my old man did a surf trip back years ago to the Solomons. And I was only a little kid, just started fishing at this point. And um, came back with photos of these huge flame tail of guys catching them out of dugouts. 
Yeah. He's standing on the beach holding these two giant goldfish. Mm-hmm. They do it at Vanuatu all the time, but only because you swim 500 metres off the yeah, beach so in 500 metres of water. 2,500 metres, 2,000, like, so two and a bit kilometres, and that's fucking 18. In the space of... Let's measure A couple it. of kilometres. Yeah. Oh, man, deep that's three mile, but, like, yeah. let's go further. Let's go more. So that's 30 metres. That's 1,100. Oh. Shit like that, mate. Like, that's like a footy field, mate. Yeah, like all the sh- shit up here, the north end of it, like 20 metres, 1,000 metres. Like, just fucked up stuff, man. Like, oh, just... I need a big boat. <laughs> you need, you need sorry, a big short. boat. I need a big boat. And a heap of fish tags. <laughs> <laughs> Free. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, well. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. It out. I'm gonna grab another beer and we'll hang out and sounds like a plan. Turn the mics off. Sounds like a plan. We'll round it out. I've like Triggy's live session last night's my new like round out song for all of the podcasts now. Oh, I'll play some to, play some trig. How <laughs> to bully me, bully him into it? You the, know he won Battle of the Bands as a kid. Did he? Yeah. No. Where did that story go missing? I didn't time? know, but he's gonna cop it next one. Yeah, podcast. Battle of the Bands. Trig and his band won it. Yeah, right. A lot of people messaged me about that because I, I put like stories up last night about it and didn't know that he could sing or play guitar. You know, he was like in a legitimate band. Proper band, eh? Yeah. Playing folk music. Yeah. Folk. <laughs> he, he doesn't age. Trig doesn't age. No, he doesn't age. Yeah, he's actually 70. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Righto. We'll bail. Beer time. Two hours. Well done. <laughs>